0: What's up everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam.
1: And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Murder. two yeah welcome back to part two finally of audrey hilly i'm ready for it i was like aggravated i want to know the rest of the story
0: yeah i didn't tell them either just so you listeners out there know they're learning it for the first time also
1: yeah she made us wait a whole week just like you so you're not alone in this
0: yeah rude it was super rude (laughs) my lack of memory i'm going to need a refresher I guess I'll give you a refresher, Sean. So where we're at is she was arrested for the attempted murder of her daughter. Okay, now now I remember everything that he was <laughs> trying to kill her with arsenic. They say she killed her husband with arsenic.
1: And there was some suspicion that uh she killed her mother with arsenic too, right?
0: Yes. And well, I thought they ruled that out. That they saw they found yeah, there Very was like a minuscule amount of arsenic it was in just her mother. A, a little bit.
1: So she was starting to, but then her mother passed away of cancer before she could finish the job. Yeah.
0: And where we're at right now is it's Saturday, November 9th. And, and four dummies bailed her out of jail. Yeah, with the promise that she would show up in three weeks to Kiss her, her hearing. So
1: much. Kiss that
0: money goodbye. Yeah, pretty much. So aggravated at that. And that's where we ended. So here we are. With the help of her lawyers, Audrey registered at a local motel under the name Emily Stevens.
1: Wait a minute. Right off the bat, she's using uh Yeah, a false they name. they
0: let her use an alias so like reporters couldn't find her.
1: Okay. But the courts were aware.
0: Yeah, that she was at this hotel.
1: Gotcha. Okay, I thought she just took it upon herself to like, my name's Steve Jones. (laughs) Uh, William Smith, that's my name.
0: No, because the lawyers, her lawyers got the hotel for her. So they did it. Gotcha. So that was a Tuesday. When her lawyers went back to the motel on Sunday, she was gone. That same day.
1: till They left her unattended from Tuesday till Sunday?
0: Yes. Wait, I mean, they're the geniuses that let her out on credit. So. <laughs> <laughs> they let no. her out on credit. Nobody said she had to be supervised. She is out on parole or like bond. Credit. That's what I mean. <laughs> bond. They lay away right, her. Right. But. With the faith that she'll show up at her hearing in three weeks.
1: But she's out on parole, bond, whatever, on credit <laughs> for a violent crime.
0: Yeah, attempted murder.
1: And you would think that at least once a day they'd be like, hey, you still you're still there? Okay, good. I don't think like, th- I don't think not- that's
0: how it works. They they let it a, a, she was she's attempting to murder people. And they let her out on credit. So <laughs> they're obviously not geniuses. Okay. Clearly. Okay, well, that same day, uh, Frank's mother, Carrie, passed away. That Sunday? Yeah. Preliminary reports showed she had arsenic in her system. Shocker. So an autopsy was ordered for her as well. In the motel, all of Audrey's things were still there with a note. That said...
1: Do not touch laced with arsenic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she would be that kind. <laughs> no. It said, you led me straight to her. You will hear from me. So this made people think someone kidnapped her. Kidnapped Audrey? Yeah. Oh, God. But why? Why? Maybe because they were mad at her? I don't know. She owed a lot of people money. Oh, maybe they just wanted to be killed with arsenic. Maybe. Well, on November 19th, a break-in occurred at Audrey's aunt's house. A car, savings bonds, women's clothing, and an overnight bag were stolen. I wonder who did it. Another note was found. (laughs) It said, Do not call police. We will burn you out if you do. We found what we wanted and will not bother you again.
1: So wait, they're threatening to get these people so high they don't know what to do with themselves? No, like
0: they're threatening to burn them out of their house, Bobby. <laughs> I mean, Light their house on fire. That's one interpretation of it. I'm just saying. <laughs> don't you tell the cops or we're going to get you the highest you've ever been in your life.
1: In your life. <laughs>
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> my, my brain didn't even go there. I immediately was like, oh, so they're going to set the damn house on fire.
1: I just heard burnout and was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. This is all about
0: drugs. <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness. S- they quickly realized Audrey had been the one to break in the house. Duh. I feel like it's pretty obvious. Several weeks after her disappearance the lab released the results of all the family members of Audrey Hilly that had passed away. Carrie and Lucille had trace amounts of arsenic in their bodies, but it was not enough to determine if it was from the environment or given to them by outside sources. Both of their causes of death were cancer. Now, Frank's death, on the other hand, was most definitely from arsenic poisoning. It was found that he was given arsenic in small amounts over a long period of time, with a huge dose at the end of his life. So, on January 11th, 1980, Audrey was indicted for the murder of Frank. So, now she's facing attempted murder and murder charges, but she's on the run, so. This happened two months after Audrey disappeared, so she's been missing for two months. Police and FBI followed every lead they could chasing her. Her aunt's car was found at a bus station in Atlanta, Georgia, so they started there. The car had no fingerprints or evidence of Audrey ever being in it. So she cleaned that car. In a small town a couple hours away from Atlanta, the chief of police reported that a woman had come into the station saying her purse had been stolen on the bus while she was napping. She told him she had no money or family and didn't know what she was going to do. He rented her a room at a local motel, then took donations from the community to give her help. And the FBI is pretty positive that that was Audrey. Audrey. He told the agent she got on a bus heading towards Savannah, Georgia. After
1: her donation drive.
0: Yeah. After she got money from this community. This woman is aggravating as all hell. (laughs) (laughs) Once they found... Hold on a second. So they go to Savannah. They found a witness that said a woman fitting her description stayed at a hotel there for two nights. But that's where the trail ended in Savannah. And again, Audrey had vanished. While she was running from the cops, Carol was trying to get her life back together. She was going through physical therapy. It was helping her gain strength back in her arms and legs. She was still shaky, but it was better. She had gained weight, was enrolled back in school, and living in an apartment with a friend. Good for her.
1: No, did you say she gained back some mobility?
0: She was getting stronger in her arms and legs. Okay.
1: I'm just, I'm hoping that this woman isn't just permanently wheelchair bound.
0: I think she's eventually able to walk a little, but she's like really shaky on her feet. Poor thing. So now we're eight months after she was interviewed that first time, Carol, about her mom. Yeah. She had completely changed her mind. About her mother. She believed that Audrey had killed her father. And tried to kill her. So her denial was gone. Thank goodness for that. Mm -hmm. One night in the fall of 1981. Mike was awoken. By his 9 month old baby. Crying. He heard something outside his new home. In Tennessee. He had transferred to a church in Tennessee. Instead of being in Florida. He looked out the window. What he saw like, literally shook him to his core, there was a woman on the porch trying to pry his son's window open. Two men were standing on the street near a white car. Mike woke up his wife and ran. they ran into the baby's room. They called police. Mike's wife, Terry, said it looked just like Audrey. Why is she trying to take a baby now? Because she... I guess she was pissed off at them because they had totally turned their backs on her. Well, she was going to kill them all with arsenic. Trying to kidnap their baby. How did she even find out he moved to Tennessee? This woman is crazy. Who knows? While waiting for the police, a neighbor heard the commotion and came outside with a spotlight. This caused the woman to flee the scene. When the FBI showed up, they all said it was Audrey. Even the neighbor said it looked like her. This happened almost two years after she went missing.
1: Jesus. So we're two she's years. Been on the run for two mm-hmm. years. Two. Holy crap. The
0: FBI decided to go public with what they knew. Their hope was that being in the news may spook Audrey and they could get new leads. So two years, she's been on the run. I can't believe two years later, she's still that fucking spiteful that she's like, Well, I'm gonna kidnap my grandson because fuck you for telling on me. Well, I like, mean, he is the one that had them look at Frank, like, Yeah, but still, I'm not saying it's right, I'm just saying, like, just she's don't she's disappear a, somewhere, she's a no, Crazy pants, I'm not
1: surprised. She, like Sarah said, she's insane, she's crazy pants, and she's not gonna get out there and have this sudden change of heart and let bygones be bygones she is going to just continue on trying to kill all of these people
0: well like, i think this that like spooked her to the point like almost getting caught by the cops may have changed her mind bobby i'll tell I'm, you about it
1: i'm doubtful
0: <laughs> so while she was on the run audrey married a new man Oh boy. His name was John Homan, but not as Audrey Marie Hilly, of course. She had changed her name to Robbie Hannon. They met in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. She was claiming to be a hooker and he was going to be her first client. Audrey told John a story that painted her as a poor, desperate woman that was down on her luck and needed to be saved. She's trying to pretty woman him? So here's her story that she told this man.
1: Wait, when did Pretty Woman come out?
0: <laughs> Way <laughs> after this.
1: Oh, I was going to say. Maybe like...
0: that's why they made it. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. So her story was that she was from Texas had married a man named Joseph when she was 16. They had two children together, Joey and Carol. Don't know why she, she used kept her... Carol's yeah. real name. They had a good life because he was a lawyer until a car accident where Joseph was driving with the kids changed everything. She told John that their two children had died in the accident And due to her grief, she tried to commit suicide multiple times. And two years after the accident, the stress of it all caused her husband, Joseph, to have a heart attack and he died. So she fled Texas and just left all the money behind to start over. Excuse me? I want to punch this woman. I just left all my money. Yeah, because she just wanted to start over with the new life.
1: Punch her right in the
0: throat. I yeah, know, but she, she kind of need so... money to start a new life. But, I mean, it's not even that. It's She seems so distraught and sad that she just lost her husband and her two kids. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just out here turning tricks. To yeah. To me. Yeah. Ugh. It's the only way I can make money. I'm just- I'm stressed. <laughs> this story just, like, makes me... It's just The further it goes on, the more it pisses me off. Okay. Yeah, I'm stressed. It's stress right now. Soon after they started dating, John and Robbie, because that's what we're going to call her for a little while, is Robbie. Which... <laughs> <laughs> why? I will tell you why. Because she had a cousin. The only other girl cousin she had, her name was... Bobby I think and they think she did that because she like wanted to be just like her cousin growing up and so she made her name Robbie but anyway they moved to Marlow New Hampshire to start their lives together like this dude ditched his life in Florida and was like let's go live in New Hampshire because that's where my brother lives so cool This happened in August of 1980. She got a job as a secretary, sound familiar, at a place called Central Screw. What? (laughs) (laughs) They make screws. (laughs) But Uh the the name of- And
1: she also screws. I knew it. All the bosses.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. All of them. I know she got bond on credit.
1: Some of the things in her story are a little too on the nose for me. Like, this is ridiculous.
0: Oh, Central shit. screw
1: everybody. Is, <laughs> she said, yes, I'll take that job. I'm in.
0: Oh, shit. I need a second for that. <laughs> Come at I me. Phillips <laughs>
1: head, flathead, head. I'll take them all.
0: <laughs> I, knew I got a screw for each of them. 100% well yeah she does yeah (laughs) she's more than happy okay so john got a job as a machinist at findings inc was the name of that place both quickly excelled at their new jobs they also fell into a domestic routine Robbie made friends easily with people she worked with. Her Southern charm helped her in this New England town.
1: Now, when you say Southern charm,
0: I mean like the what you would think of if you thought of Southern charm. Okay, like, like that she's okay.
1: So this is not a euphemism for sleeping around. No. Okay. <laughs> cool. Just making sure.
0: No, she seemed endearing yes. to people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're talking about. Charm from the south, not charm from south of the border.
0: No, we're talking about Alabama charm. Like sweet, nice, wholesome <laughs> charm. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna move on from that. <laughs> I don't think Samantha can though. <laughs> Are you good? I <laughs> think <Yeah. laughs> I'm good. I'm good, I'm good. People were impressed by how well she was put together. Her clothes were always nice. Her hair and makeup was always perfect. Robbie and John lived in a small one-bedroom home. They lived very modestly with barely any furniture, which is... You're kidding me. Right? Miss bougie bitch (laughs) is now all of a sudden living modestly. Yeah. But, you know... Mm. She of course wanted a bigger house. She had been lying to everyone that would listen that she was due to get a huge inheritance from her husband's her ex-husband's estate, her deceased husband's estate.
1: But well, wait a minute. She said she walked away from all of it.
0: Yeah, well she's claiming now. Well, I'm just saying that I'm wondering why John is open. buying this. Dude, you're going to question him a lot. So John had agreed To look at bigger houses with her, and she spent her break times at work showing her co workers pictures of these beautiful Victorian houses and explaining how they were going to remodel them. In May of 1981, the couple flew back to Fort Lauderdale to officially get married. Everyone they knew in New Hampshire thought they were already married because they. Called each other husband and wife, and she even got her job by claiming his last name. Like she was using his last name when she got employed. So people thought they were already married, but they weren't. It didn't take long before Robbie went back to her old ways. People started to dislike her. It was the same thing that would happen when she was younger, working as a secretary, but she didn't care. It was that this point, when most of her friendships had ended, that Robbie told everyone she had to go to Texas and live for several months. She said it was in her deceased husband's will that she had to prove she was mentally sound before she could get the money from the inheritance.
1: I think she's going to fail the test.
0: (laughs) It was... Really, not a big deal for John if she left because at the time they weren't really getting along. So he didn't care that she was leaving for two months at this point. He later said he wasn't sure if he would ever even see her again, but they would be better for him. So he was just like, We just went and got married. Uh huh. But, but now, like, if she were to disappear, who cares? <laughs> pretty much. In Texas. She swindled another couple, making them believe she had a rare blood disorder and was about to come into an inheritance. Robbie had befriended them for a place to stay while in Texas and pretty much lied about everything in her whole life. Like, and these people, like, took care of her and stuff because they thought she was dying. I don't like her. I don't. It's just like, the hell, man. I mean, like, not even her childhood could make me like her. Well, her childhood was good. That's what I'm saying. There was nothing wrong with her childhood. She was just a spoiled fucking brat. Like, (sighs) I mean, I kind of want to, like, you know, kudos to you. Like, I want to clap for her because, like, (laughs) wow. Holy moly. That is impressive. The amount of lies and oh. people you have managed to manipulate, it gets, impressive as fuck. But at the same so time much better. I just want to hit her. It gets so much better.
1: I really can't do anything but shake my head at this point. Like, I thought this I'm, is
0: what you liked, Bobby. You I'm, liked people who do crazy weird th- things. Yes. That's why I picked this case for you. Yeah, <laughs>
1: no, I, I really do. I like hearing the insane stories, but this woman, like oh my God. Wow. Well, she is She's I love it. Master. I'm loving it. But at the same time, like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> well, Robbie went back to John in New Hampshire and back to the life she had there before. But with no inheritance. Correct. Gone for two months, comes back with no inheritance. <laughs> it did not take long for her to get back into the groove of things and to decide she wanted to reinvent her life again. She started acting confused at work and having migraines, all to make people believe that she really had this blood disorder that she had told the people in Texas about. She also started to talk about a twin, s- twin sister named Terry.
1: <laughs> I think I see where this is going.
0: Uh. <laughs> she- She made sure everyone knew of her sister and also her illness. And before long, she told them she was going back to Texas to see her doctors there. Is Terry going to show up in New Hampshire to seduce John? We'll see. (laughs) She did Mm -hmm. go to Texas, but only stayed three days before going to Florida. So she went back to Florida, but no one in New Hampshire knows this. She actually stayed in a lodge that was only three miles from where her son Mike used to live. When she got to Florida, she went straight to a salon and had her hair bleached blonde. She then went to a temp agency to apply for a job. She was in luck. A job had just come in and they were looking for someone that had her exact skills. So, Miss Teresa Martin went to solar testing services and applied for the job. So, she is now Teresa Martin, or Terry for short. She's <laughs> <It's just> getting <laughs> but more But wait stressful. a second. Why would her twin sister have a different last name than her? Or was she claiming when she was Robbie, she oh. had her deceased husband's last name? She was Robbie Hannah or whatever. Yeah, that would have been her husband's last name. Ugh my god. I would lose track, but of all of my my I know, like at this point. She has to have she has to have like a journal. So she like, well fuck, who am I today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Audrey quickly created a story for Terry. Just like she had for Robbie. Terry was also a widower. With a sick sister named Robbie, she did not need to work. She had so much money from her late husband, she, like had inherited all of his family money. Okay, so she, as Terry, she's rich. Her boss, <laughs> is that how it works? <laughs> because like, <laughs> fuck Do you it, sell I'm down. People I'm rich, like. Yeah, I got this huge inheritance. I'm rich now. Like, and just people start believing me. And then it just happened? Like, that's just <laughs> how that happens? Yeah, I don't think it works like that.
1: Yeah, I don't think it works is like that Does money just start
0: appearing when you tell people <laughs> that you're rich all the time? <laughs> I'm no longer Shauna anymore. That's not who I am.
1: What is it? You materialize that in your life. You envision it.
0: Yes. Oh, I'm going to manifest money. Yeah, yes.
1: manifest money. You got to put it on your vision board. Yeah, make I'm a vision rich. board.
0: <laughs> I am rich, yes, okay. Are you rich now? No, my pockets are still empty. (laughs) (laughs) So her boss fell in love with her charm and her ability to keep up in the fast-paced environment, just like, you know, most of her bosses. In the course of her stay in Florida, she had told her new boss that Robbie had a stroke and was also diagnosed with cancer.
1: Robbie's having a rough go. Yeah pretty much.
0: Seven weeks after going to Florida, Terry called her boss and said her sister Robbie had died. She told him she would be staying in New Hampshire and that she appreciated all he had done for her. So she just bounced from Florida. So she's going back to New Hampshire? Yeah. Real quick,
1: at this point, because she's had her hair bleached, Mm -hmm. is she, like, blonde-haired, blue-eyed? Can we introduce this woman to Larry Jean Bell?
0: <laughs> For real. Let
1: them two sort it out together.
0: Oh, my gosh. They would love each other.
1: Larry Jean Bell would love her.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure Larry Jean Bell's dead.
1: Well, let's introduce him anyway. <laughs> they can hang out together.
0: The, thing is the, the arsenic th- wouldn't affect him, then.
1: Yeah, he'll be fine. He's immune.
0: Dying her hair blonde does not make her, like, unrecognizable. It's her twin. No, it's just her twin. She's not trying to be unrecognizable. (laughs) It's her twin. (laughs) With the exact same DNA as her. Like, exactly. 100%. So, Terry claimed that Robbie wanted her to go back to New Hampshire and tell John in person about her death.
1: Sam pulled up the photos. Yeah. I looked at it, and it does, I mean... It's different enough, even just changing the hair color. Yeah, she could say
0: she was her twin.
1: Yeah. Like, I think I probably would have bought that because it's, it's, (laughs) I'm looking at it. It's different (laughs) enough that, I don't know, maybe it's just the angle of the photos or something, but I mean, it looks like there are actual physical facial differences, but all she's really done is dyed her hair. It's really strange. Yeah. That is so strange.
0: So, I don't know if you missed it. Robbie wanted Terry to tell John in person that she died, and she also wanted Terry to stay with John for a while to help him get over her death. That's just disgusting. John, John's just dumb enough to, to buy it too, isn't he? <laughs> she told her <laughs> to go out with him And have a lavish dinner and enjoy life. Your wife just died. Let's go have dinner now. Well, he didn't care, though. He was hoping she would have disappeared in Texas. (laughs) All of this was written in a letter from Robbie to Terry. According (laughs) to...
1: (laughs) She wrote herself a letter?
0: Yeah, but as two different people. (gasps) Okay? (laughs) Wait, Uh, so what's her real name at this point? Audrey. Audrey. Is her real name. Audrey... As Robbie wrote Terry, who's also Audrey, a (laughs) letter. Got it. Okay, cool. According to Terry, Robbie's body was donated to science, so there could be no funeral services when John asked. she thought it through. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She's thought it through, man.
1: I might have gone the other route and said cremated and just grabbed some ash out of the bottom of a fire pit. Here. She was cremated.
0: Yeah, that's probably a better, more believable story than just
1: run it through a sifter so there's no wood chunks in it. She was
0: accepted into a science program. Not wasting any time, Terry put an obituary in the Marlowe paper for Robbie. She went, picture and all.
1: That was my question.
0: Yeah, like with her dark hair. (sighs) Is she stupid? (laughs) I was gonna say, yeah, that is, wow. (laughs) <laughs> they don't think that okay this is her downfall for sure yeah, but it's just a local small yeah, paper but still if this okay. is fbi national bullshit you would think that Zomo would recognize it so she went to the same temp agency that robbie had used when she first came to new hampshire and <laughs> got her own job it's so stressful. Was Wait, she what? Al-
1: Was she also getting screwed at the screw <laughs> company?
0: Oh my gosh. No. So she <laughs> she t- she took Robbie's job? No, she didn't go to she went to the temp agency to get a job, just like Robbie had. Okay. See, Robbie got the job at the screw factory from a temp agency. Now, Terry is going to get a job at a place called Book Press from the temp agency, which is actually not in New Hampshire. It's across the border in Virginia. How long were Robbie and John married? Well, at least two years. And in the the first half of those two years... Well, not married. They were probably married a year and dated a year, but together for two years. And in the first half of their togetherness, their relationship, she never mentioned a twin sister. And then all of a sudden, twin sister Terry just appears. That's because twin sister Terry was out living her best life with her old (laughs) rich man. And he believes it enough to let her, let twin sister Terry stay with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay now i'm stressed and more stressed so here we go terry had john take her to robbie's old job at the screw factory to show her around and introduce her to all of robbie's friends what is the fucking point in this It's a way for her, it's like a self-fulfillment. Like, she's getting off on the fact of being to pull this, like, this charade off on people. Like, oh, they're believing that I'm really a different person. Like I wrote right here is for the sole purpose of making sure she could pull off the twin sister thing. Like, that nobody would question her. Like, she wanted to know that everybody was believing her. Oh my God, this just seems like way too much work. After two weeks there, she settled into a routine much like Robbie had with John. Gross. It's the same person. I don't (laughs) care. (laughs) The fact that he thinks it's not is gross. (laughs) I would just feel like that would be immediate red flags though. Like if I were John, I'd be like, okay, she is oddly exactly like hobby. <laughs> Hobbies. <laughs> and they haven't been around each other in a year, two years, whatever. Yeah. And they're, like, literally identical. I don't know. I wonder when Terry's going to get a rare blood disease. <laughs> and then they're triplets. <laughs> <laughs> the employees at Central Screw started to question things. They did not believe Terry was Robbie's twin sister. They believed they were the exact same person. Thank God someone's not stupid. It wasn't long before a police officer... They're not
1: getting screwed. (laughs) They know what's up. Yeah. Heck no. They do the screwing. (laughs) They don't get screwed.
0: I think they just create the screw. I feel like Bobby was... (laughs) waiting all this time to say that. No. No. Okay, go on. Okay, so it wasn't long before a police officer named Bob Hardy was also questioning this whole story.
1: There's the Robert. (laughs) There it is. There's one in every story.
0: Just about. (laughs) Yeah. He thought Terry was a notorious bank robber named... Carol, that had been on the run from Maine. Uh, Oh. Sorry. It's coming full circle. So a cop is on to her bullshit but thinks she's a totally different person. Yeah, because what what happened (laughs) is people at Central Screw were... Like, I don't think this is real. I think this chick is fucking with people. Well, one of them was friends with the cop and was, like, telling them the story. And then that cop was like, this Bob guy, was like, you know, there is this bank robber on the run from Maine. Maybe it's her. Oh, gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like,
1: okay. That was
0: the fugitive he knew of. He knew of this chick on the run from Maine that was involved in a bunch of bank robberies. But the fact that her name is Carol. Yeah, her name is Carol. This led to other police stations getting involved, but they realized when Hardy saw her, it was not Carol. So they knew as soon as they saw Audrey that it was not who they thought it was. This woman was older shorter and had a fuller face than the woman they had been looking for the officers decided they were going to wait for terry outside her job and confront her because even though they had no case against her her background made no sense they still felt she was on the run for something or was hiding something okay well kudos to them for the intuition there exactly terry went with them willingly at the police station she admitted her real name was audrey murray hilly wait wait. she just came out with it Mm -hmm. wow uh i don't i don't i'm i'm done yeah she just told the truth It did not take them long to find out she was wanted for the murder of her husband and the attempted murder of her daughter in Anniston, Alabama. She was read her rights and asked if she wanted a lawyer. She said no. She would answer any question they had. That's insane. You go on the run for that long and change your identity that many times and then... The cops just ask you a simple question, and you're like, No, oh, yeah, well, you know what this is was? my real name. Caught me.
1: It was the screw factory and then the book production place. She got screwed and booked. Or um, booked and screwed. Oh my <laughs> God. Take you your have pick. been
0: sitting there this entire time trying to figure that out, haven't you? No. <laughs> it trying just, to come up with just, so, a way you could like put oh. them together. <laughs>
1: no <laughs> He's like no i swear it just came to me
0: it did it did it came to
1: me and then i was like i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait i'm gonna sit on that because i like
0: that oh Holy my god oh no because yeah. how long was she on the About run for oh sorry my bad <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to cut me off, Samantha. Just playing. (laughs) Yes, she was a fugitive from Alabama. She had been on the run for three years. She told the officers about her multiple identities, her marriage to John, and even said she was glad to be caught finally. She was getting confused by her own lies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's fantastic. She couldn't have just turned herself in. No, like she couldn't have just walked up to the cops and been like, you know what? I'm Audrey. If you're freaking still getting away with it, get away with it. That is hilarious. I love the fact that she admitted it. Like, yeah, I don't even know who the fuck I am anymore. So I'm over this. Just take me to jail. (laughs) They asked Audrey to call John and get him to the station for questioning. The officers wanted to know if he was involved somehow. They are the ones that broke the news to him that his wife had been lying about her identity. And let me guess, he was shocked. He was shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and they they told him she was wanted for murder (laughs) (laughs) to the shock of the officers, though. John wanted to see her. He wanted to talk to her in the interrogation room. John asked her if she was guilty. Of course, she said no. He promised to get her the best attorneys and stand by her side oh my god what what is happening (laughs) you don't even like her Mm. well he does now that she's terry he likes terry (laughs) he likes terry (laughs) but she's neither she's not robbie terry Terry. he did he did like robbie you know because she was always like oh i have money but i can't have it and oh we need this big house but we can't have it and terry's just like Oh, I love her house, and I love you, <laughs> and I'm gonna get this job, and we're gonna be so great together. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I'll get your house. Oh my god, except she's just gonna been that as Audrey, but whatever. <laughs> nah, because Audrey's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think John would have married her if he would have known she was a murderer. <laughs> my name's Audrey. I'm a murderer. <laughs> That's how she would have approached that. I just. I, think we, I mean she's got to have something going on, you know, if like I mean she got lots If she's of got dudes. all of these men that are so Cuz I'm just going to tell you to right now, this case would have been a three-part case if I would have told you about all of her men companions that she was getting money from. Like on the day she went on the run, there was a guy waiting for her at an airport to help her hide, but she went to a different airport instead
1: where a different man was (laughs) then who knows (laughs) probably
0: but this dude that was waiting for her lived in california was married and was in love with her from the time she was a teenager so for half of his life he had been giving this woman whatever the hell she wanted while he while she strung him along that's insane we didn't have time for all that so she had some kind of like voodoo witchcraft like on men for sure yeah, she was very charming and, like, woe is me. I need your help. Please help me. Oh, she, like, just Gross. bambied everybody. Like, yeah. You know how Yeah, big doe eyes. Yeah. I'm helpless. So at Audrey's trial, lines of spectators were waiting outside an hour before the trial was even supposed to start. This was a huge case in Alabama. And they wanted to see Audrey tell her story in person. She had a 12-man, two-woman jury. John had used all of his remaining money to pay for her lawyer, which was $150,000. 12-man, two-woman jury. Yes. You're fucking kidding me. And she's probably slept with six of them. (laughs) With her fucking voodoo vagina. Like, Jesus Christ. All those spectators better bring a notebook because it's going to be a journey for sure. Did you miss the part where her lawyer cost $150,000 and Where John the hell did John it? get that money? He yeah. had it. But he couldn't buy them a bigger house. He didn't want a bigger house. He wanted like a normal... What did they need a bigger house for? It was just the two of them.
1: He took a page out of Robbie's book and started doing sex work. <clears throat> I don't think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I swear oh to God, God, the way you two talk to each other is, is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dead seriousness in her face <laughs> when she said that.
1: <laughs> it could happen. Or it could have happened. It I could know. will have. <laughs> could <what>? have <laughs> You have are when correct. It <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> Could, will, (laughs) have, has happened.
0: You are right, yes. You are correct. Could, have, will, have. Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't happen. Probably not. The defense's tactic in the trial was to show that Audrey was a loving mother and that Carol... Excuse me? (laughs) Yeah. What?
1: Love (laughs) is pain, apparently.
0: And that- Love is murder mm. that Carol was a drug-using girl who had a sexual relationship with a woman and tried to kill herself at least three different <laughs> times.
1: Wait a minute. Did I hear that you correctly? They're blaming this on lesbianism? Argument?
0: Yes. That was their argument. Yes.
1: They said she's they a lesbian. She must have done it.
0: She did it to herself because she's a drug addict. Had a sexual relationship with a woman and tried to kill herself. She went to three different times. She went to a psych ward. They would have drug tested her.
1: That is some of the dumbest shit I have ever heard.
0: Like, I don't. Where's the proof? I need proof. There was she actual proof that Audrey tried to kill her. Yes, there was actual proof of that. No, no, no. I meant proof that she was a drug addict, lesbian. That well, she did it to herself. Carol admitted. That she had smoked pot sometimes, and that she did have a sexual relationship with a woman, but
1: uh, it just blows my mind. She was not
0: giving herself arsenic. She—that's what I'm saying. She did try to commit suicide multiple times, but that was because she was getting murdered. She was getting murdered. God, this is so stupid. Now I'm more stressed.
1: I just—it blows my mind. Getting stressed. That that would have been any reason for any of this
0: well they had nothing else they were like gas like grasping for straws for a defense this is dumb and it was in the early 80s and disrespectful to carol it was 100 percent horrible to carol especially since carol had stood by her side for so long
1: yeah 70s and 80s were pretty insane when it came to a lot of yeah. law enforcement, there was the whole, what, satanic panic going on and fucking yes. like, all kinds of shit like that. People didn't understand a damn thing, so. Yeah, they were not For them to say, you know, oh, this is reefer madness combined with, you know, the. Lesbianism. Demented mind of lesbianism.
0: Yeah. That's probably exactly how they sounded in court, too.
1: Dem- yes.
0: <laughs> it was
1: exactly like this.
0: Uh. (laughs) so this trial turned out to be an expensive one for aniston and long carol told the truth while on the stand but she loved her mother still and was torn about this whole situation mike felt the same he just wanted her to get mental help and be kept locked up but he did not want to damage his mother's reputation so even after all this they're still trying to protect their mother a lot of witnesses were called in both sides the jury seemed to be a little confused by all the evidence and testimony so in the closing arguments the prosecution pulled out a blackboard and prepared to show the jury the order of events in chronological order Because it was so confusing.
1: Yeah, I think that would be pertinent to to making this successful. Because, I mean, it is...
0: That's what I was saying. Like, any spectator, this is what I said. Bring a flippin' notepad, (laughs) because there's a lot to cover. Yeah. Well, he told them that they were dealing with a cold, calculated killer. He said she would kill her own flesh and blood and sell her own daughter for $25,000 because that's how much life insurance she was trying to keep on her. So he was like, if somebody would have walked up to her at any point and was like, I'll give you $25,000 for your daughter, she would have done it willingly. Oh, totally. The defense stuck to their theory that Carol had done this herself or that Frida had poisoned Carol to get back at Audrey for Frank's death. So... So they weren't denying Frank's death, but no. they were trying to deny that Audrey had anything to do with Carol's condition. Yes, All right. Right. they're Wait.
1: saying Frank's mom, Frida. No, as it, a it, that's his sister. His sister, Frida, is the one who poisoned Audrey's Carol. daughter, Carol, as revenge.
0: So, so they're, they're just tra- argument, but they're just trying to get her off on attempted murder. No, charges. they're not saying she murdered Frank either. They're saying that Frida thinks she did. Because she did. Yeah, well, they're just saying Frida thinks she did, and there's no proof that Audrey killed Frank. Somebody else could have given him arsenic. And that Carol either tried to kill herself with arsenic or Frida did it. When the judge sent the jury away to come to a verdict in the case, it only took them three hours to find Audrey Marie Hilly guilty of murder in the first degree An attempted murder, and at her sentencing trial, she was given life in prison plus 20 years. When asked if she had anything to say, Audrey would only say she maintains her innocence. So, this should be the end of Audrey Marie Hilly's story, right? Oh, God. You would think. But with a flair for dramatics, all I can say is, of course not. (laughs) She was sentenced to her jail time in June of 1983. She would have been eligible for parole in 1990. Yeah. That's only seven years. What the fuck? She would have been eligible for parole. What the fuck? On a life sentence plus 20 years. She ran for three years. Yeah. Well, her kids had a lot of anxiety about this. Carol was working at a warehouse making just enough money to survive The doctors were coming after her now for medical bills because just because your ass got poisoned don't mean you don't have to pay your medical bills. She still wasn't even back to her normal weight before her sickness and her coordination was a big problem still. Mike, now a respected reverend at a church a couple hours from Anniston, was in fear constantly because his mother had told Carol she would get the ones responsible for putting her behind bars. So, she had vengeance. In prison, Audrey was still lying and manipulating people. She always she was always trying to find ways to escape, but guards And other inmates would rat her out to the warden. When a new warden took over in 1984, Audrey was eligible to be bumped down to a minimal security inmate instead of a maximum security inmate. But the new warden did not grant this until 1985. So two years after she went into prison, she was changed from maximum to minimal which is stupid. She's a murderer, right? With this new status, she was allowed to leave the prison for day trips. The fuck, unsupervised. Oh unsupervised. my god, yes. What? <laughs> I didn't think that that's how prison worked. No, if you were a minimal security inmate back in the day, you got uh day passes
1: and even now i'm pretty sure in Some minimum places. security you can get like weekend furloughs yeah, or a day what, or like that yeah but you have furlough. to work
0: really hard for that it's not like they're just like oh yeah cool go for a weekend mm, no. come back
1: no you have it, to be
0: like model fucking prisoner for that shit
1: i would assume so i don't
0: know but. well she hadn't done anything wrong in except lie this bitch So, with this new status, she was allowed to leave the prison for day trips unsupervised. For a year, she did this without incident, always coming back when she was supposed to. (laughs) Building trust. In 1987, with four successful eight-hour leaves behind her, she was given the privilege to leave for three days. Over the weekend of February 19th, 1987.
1: So, wait, it, over the course of that year, it wasn't, uh you know, every week or no, every month. No, she only month. got four. It was four, okay.
0: Four eight-hour furloughs. Gotcha. And because she came back right on time, all four times with no incident, then she was bumped up and got to go for three days in a row. She is a murderer. Yeah. She, John picked her up from prison and they drove the two hours to his hotel in Aniston. She called the Aniston police to tell them she w- was in their jurisdiction like she was required to do. John said she did not try to call anyone she knew and they just hung out in the room and went for walks when it was dark outside because she didn't want anybody to know she was there. She was due back at the prison at 4 o'clock on that Sunday and had told John she wanted to go visit her parents' graves before she went back. They were supposed to meet at a Waffle House in town at 10.30 a.m. Of course, she did not show up. Angry, John went back to the hotel and he found a note from Audrey. It said, Please don't be mad at me. I am getting ready to leave. It will be best for everybody. We will be together again. Please give me an hour to get out of town and then destroy this note. He did not destroy it. He called the Aniston police and asked the sheriff to come to the hotel room. Good. Thank goodness for that. Again, another manhunt for Audrey would begin. She had... Also said in her note that she was going to Canada, but could that really be believed?
1: No. No. All Mm -mm. I'm picturing is Super Troopers.
0: You boys like Mexico? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Taking off wig on her head and everything.
0: On Thursday, so she went missing again on a Sunday. Twice she did it on a Sunday. On Thursday of that week, a woman named Sue. Croft? It's Audrey. (laughs) Was driving home from work and noticed a woman trying to break into one of her neighbor's houses through the back door on Post Oak Road in Blue Mountain, Alabama. Remember, that's where she was born. When she got closer, she realized the woman appeared to be on her knees trying to open the back door.
1: (laughs) On her knees, trying to get into this person's back door.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't handle you people. Shame on her. Sue drove to another neighbor's home, Janice Hines, and they called the police. But together, they slowly drove back by the house in question. It was freezing rain at the time, because it was February. Sue and Janice see the woman lying in the doorway on the back porch slumped over. They approached her. She was soaking wet. Her hands were turning a purplish color and she seemed to have lost a shoe. The woman told them her car had broken down and she had walked part of the way to this house and crawled the rest of the way. They described her later as looking like a person who had been buried alive and dug her way out with her bare hands. The officers that arrived recognized the clothing that Audrey Hilly had been described as wearing when she disappeared. They rushed her to the hospital where Detective Gary, if we remember him. I do. Met them there. She was suffering from hypothermia. Doctors did all they could, but Audrey was pronounced dead at 5.07 p.m. No shit.
1: What? Yes. Wait a minute. Was this a false identification? She take one of those medicines that like slows your heart rate (laughs) down?
0: Nope. She died. No tricks. No tricks. Of hypothermia. Of hypothermia. I don't want to say what I'm thinking. Hmm. Her death created stricter rules when it came to inmates getting furlough. People were outraged that someone with her history was even allowed to have furlough. Right. Yeah. In the end, with Mike doing the service and Carol standing beside him, Audrey Hilly was buried next to Frank. Oh, they still put her next to him? Mm hmm. Because she already had a plot. And that is the end of our story, guys. I'm pissed off. (laughs) Whoa.
1: That was wild. Talk she about a just, roller coaster, right? Jeez,
0: I can't believe that hypothermia is what took her out in the end. I'm just glad I told this whole story, and none of you like even had an idea that she died.
1: Yeah, I had no clue that. No, was No, I figured
0: she would just endlessly be on the run as different people.
1: I thought she was going to continue these furloughs and weekend furloughs and like poison more people while she was on furlough, continue killing from prison.
0: I was oh, that thinking that she was going to kill herself with arsenic, but who kills themselves with arsenic? <laughs> yeah, yeah you bitch. just said that. I know. <laughs> what normal person would do that? But like, it would only make sense because that's how she took everyone else out. Yeah, I don't think she would kill herself with arsenic. She loved herself too much for that.
1: Oh, that is wild. <sighs>
0: I'm stressed.
1: Well, if you like the story as much as I did, let me know. Let the rest of us know. Hop on our Instagram at Missing Murdered Haunted. Hop on our Facebook, Missing Murdered Haunted Podcast. And you can email us something else you can do. Actually, I just thought of this. Hop on wherever you're listening to this and give us a five-star rating. If you're on Spotify, you can do that now. Um, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, leave a comment in there, so we'll start going up a little bit, and more people can find us and hear this insane story and more crazy stories. And uh, if you have a case suggestion, send it to our email missingmurderedhaunted at gmail dot com. Y'all have anything you want to add in?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I... <laughs> nope. This was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot to take in. All right. And no, you're welcome. What a mess.
1: Don't poison people.
0: Yeah, don't do that.
1: All right, we'll see y'all next week.
0: Bye. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> bye. I <laughs> can't yeah, when he does that. <laughs>